the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin, a top advisor to President Trump, indicating that the president prepared to issue the first veto of his term if Congress votes to disapprove of his declaration of a national emergency along the U.S.-Mexico border. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports that the president starting to give us a preview of his 2020 campaign themes. At a political rally in El Paso, Texas this week, the president provided a glimpse of how he'll campaign against Democrats in the 2020 election. He claimed they have never been more outside of the mainstream. They're becoming the party of socialism, late-term abortion, open borders, and crime. And the president won big cheers from supporters when he proclaimed that America will never be a socialist country, a phrase we're likely to hear often over the next 20 months. Greg Clugston, the White House. More details at srnnews.com. Larry Elder explains the numbers in Virginia. By a 21-point margin, blacks believe he should not step down versus believing that he should step down. Among whites, however, it's 50-50. So whites are more offended by the photographs than blacks are in Virginia. The assumption was that black people are going to be far more offended by this than whites. They aren't. You know why? Because they know it's nothing. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Final hour of The Closer. Brad Carlson is coming up next. And hey, here's a friendly reminder to download the AM Toby to the Patriot mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs like Brad's wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links to stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere you are. Now here's a look at your weather for today. Chance of snow throughout the day. Hive 23 Sunday night. Looks more of the same. Chance for more snow and the low of nine. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. This is hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, please feel free to do so. That hashtag is NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show, hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we thank you for tuning in to our various Salem affiliates listening to our fine programming. And, of course, we uh, continue dominating Twin Cities Radio and the all-important weekend radio talks, talk radio circuit. 
Uh, celebrating 15 years, the Northern Alliance Radio Network will be celebrating 15 years uh, in two weeks from now. Uh, I've been here about half that time, seven and a half years, but Mitch Berg, King Banyan, my Naren colleagues, still going uh, since day one. So we appreciate you uh, tuning in to our broadcast because, let's face it, 15 years on this particular station doesn't happen without you, the listeners, and without your support and without your enthusiasm toward our broadcast. So we can never thank you enough. And uh, we'll continue to be here behind this microphone as long as you're willing to have us. That is for sure. want to get to some uh, kind of a local angle from this past week. You know, I've noticed that uh, not not last week, but the previous two Sundays, the uh, previous couple Sundays I've been on, that I have come up with uh, one of my segments I've dedicated was entitled Ilhan Omar's Bad Week. And I'm thinking we ought to just make that an evergreen segment, you know, because it just seems like she continues to step in it week in and week out. You know, and I get it. She's a freshman member of Congress and and everything else, and it's one thing when the establishment doesn't like you coming in like the proverbial bull in a china shop. But when you make blatantly false statements and anti-Semitic statements, that's going to stand out more than others. I, You know, just let, let's go back the uh, past couple of weeks. You know, one week she was clearly taken aback by having to field tough questions regarding her allegations that Senator Lindsey Graham was being blackmailed by President Trump over... Uh, Graham's alleged closet homosexuality. Omar Omar put out a tweet saying something along the lines, "Oh, pr- Trump's got him. He's compromised." You know, saying Graham is compromised, and the only reason Lindsey Graham is going along with Donald Trump's policies after being so critical of Trump during the 2016 primary process is because Trump is threatening to blackmail Lindsey Graham. There's no evidence of that whatsoever, but yet she felt free to just blast it out there, saying, well, it's something that a rumor that I've been hearing out there. Really? It's a rumor you've been hearing out there, and yet you're willing to put it out there on your official Twitter account? That's woefully irresponsible. And, of course, she was also pressed over a tweet, the uh, now infamous tweet that she put out in uh, 2012. You remember that one where she said, uh, Israel has hypnotized the world May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. And she's been pressed on these particular issues. And you could tell she's not used to fielding tough questions, particularly from the local media here. Because when she went on CNN and other national media outlets, she was asked about the stuff, and she was clearly unprepared to answering to answer them. At least I like to think she's unprepared. Because if she prepared, and that's the kind of twisted answer she gave, uh, yeah, it's... um. Leaves a lot to be desired. And, of course, the following week, she piled on the Covington Catholic boys by totally misrepresenting their role in the standoff with uh, Nathan Phillips, of course, the Native American man that uh, indicated that the boys confronted him and surrounded him when it was the exact opposite. They were just standing there with wearing their red MAGA hats and that... uh, Basically, they were surrounding this uh, Native American man, and then the narrative got out there where they're surrounding this Vietnam veteran and this indigenous man uh, and harassing him because he's of a different heritage or whatever else. And they were saying that these boys were also yelling out racial slurs, which actually was that whatever that group is. I forget the name of that black Israeli Hebrew group or whatever they call themselves. All right. So she ended up having to delete that tweet because it was so woefully wrong. So she sure made waves in the first month, uh, oh, just over a month. Think about it. It's only been not even two months 
that she's been a member of Congress. Okay, she was sworn in basically six weeks ago, and she's already made made these uh, inflammatory statements. So it's like, well, what more can happen? Well, uh, this is from Philip Klein of the Washington Examiner. Uh, Representative Ilmohan Omar, Democrat out of Minnesota, claims that on Sunday when she sent out multiple tweets decrying the nefarious influence of Jewish money in American politics, that she had no idea she was spreading anti-Semitism until she subsequently learned about the implications of her statements. That might have been a more compelling excuse if it weren't for the fact that she used the exact same one last month when explaining an earlier anti-Semitic tweet. On Sunday night, the freshman Democrat, who was given a slot on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, reacted to a story about a plan from the desk of House Minority Leader Representative Kevin McCarthy, a Republican out of California, to take action against the anti-Semitism being exhibited on a regular basis by Omar and her sister freshman, Representative Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat out of Michigan, by tweeting out, It's all about the Benjamins, baby. She then followed it up by saying she meant APAC, then then promoted several other supportive tweets furthering the same argument about Jewish donor influence. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi demanded that Omar apologize, and then Omar tweeted out a tortured statement in response. Anti-Semitism is real, and I am grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes, Omar wrote. My intention is never to offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. We have we have to always be willing to step back and think through criticism, just as I expect people to hear me when others attack me for my identity. This is why I unquivoc- unequivocally apologize. So essentially, she's trying to do uh, kind of a, uh, uh, a false equivalency here, because people attack her about her Islamic faith and, and her Muslim background, that, well, you know, I've been attacked, and I don't like it, so I have to be careful how I come across. So she she can't help but inject herself into this, you know. And then she went, uh, and then Philip Klein continues in his column, uh, she went on to attack APAC as problematic while lumping them in with other special interest groups, including the NRA and the fossil fuel industry. This tweet is completely insincere, however, given that just last month she was forced to respond to criticism of an earlier tweet about the magical power of Jews to control world events, in which she wrote, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. In a Twitter thread from less than three weeks ago, she wrote, It was after my CNN interview that I heard from my Jewish organizations that my use of the word hypnotize and the ugly sentiment it holds was offensive. She then added, That statement came in the context of the Gaza war. It's now apparent to me that I spent lots of energy putting my 2012 tweet in context and little energy is disavowing the anti-Semitic trope I unknowingly used, which is unfortunate and offensive. Clearly, she learned nothing. So there you have it. This is Philip Klein responding uh, to her uh, anti-Semitism, additional anti-Semitism that she put out. And, you know, again, this isn't the first time that this has been addressed with her. When she was thinking of running for House and inevitably was going to, once she became the Democrat nominee in Congressional District 5, she was going to win in the general election. Because Congressional District 5 is a D plus 26 district. 
you know, as we've said a hundred times on these airways between Mitch and myself, a wind up set of chattering teeth could run as a Democrat in CD five and still get about 60% of the vote in the general election. That's just how it goes. So, uh, the, uh, pioneer press this past week, uh, put out a story where, uh, the some uh, prominent Jewish folks within the community gathered with Ilhan Omar to talk to her about this stuff. Uh, last year, and again, I'll read from Dave Oreck's piece at the, uh, at the Pioneer Press, last year, State Senator Ron Latz, a St. Louis Park Democrat who served in the legislature since 2002, invited Omar to his house where a number of Jewish leaders had gathered. It wasn't an ambush. Omar knew that group was there, and their purpose was to enlighten her. Maybe Omar, who spent four years from age 8 to 12 in a Kenyan camp for Somali refugees, just didn't understand, Lats recalled some wondering at the time. The apex, or nadir of anti-Semitism, the Holocaust, would be a matter of European history for a then 36-year-old Muslim native of Somalia. Did she know it? The trappings of anti-Semitism in Minneapolis restricted hospitals, country clubs, and property covenants were American manifestations that vanished decades before Omar came to America. And the subtleties of language, the code words used to marginalize Jews, did she understand the nuance? We wanted to reach out to her, Latz recalled. We were a bit troubled about several things she had said. Among their concerns was a 2012 tweet in which Omar wrote, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. The language evokes an anti-Semitic trope of Jews as practicers of some type of sorcery that allows them to control others. It wasn't until last month that Omar apologized when the tweet gained national attention after she had taken office in Congress, but many in the local Jewish community were aware of it well before. Uh, Just an aside there. How are not more people aware of this nationally? I mean, wouldn't this be a big deal if someone running for a seat in the United States Congress wouldn't be made aware of this? That, that, that's just stupefying to me, but sadly all too typical. Anyways, I digress. As of Tuesday morning, Omar had not deleted the tweet. In local political discourse during the Democratic Party's endorsement process, Omar's phrasing as she spoke of Middle East policy troubled some. But Latz, who has defended Omar's predecessor, Keith Ellison, against accusations of anti-Semitism, emphasized that the problem wasn't in the policy dispute, but but the diction and tone. I don't mind a policy disagreement. That's fine, Latz, who has said he has had qualms with some Israeli policies, said in an interview. I accept that she comes from a different place and has a different policy, but those can be expressed in a manner that does not express anti-Semitism with it. She grew up in a refugee camp, and her perspective is different, but I would also respect a very serious attempt to understand the history of Jewish people and the way that they have been demonized and murdered for their faith. Latz said the the gathering was focused, not uh, a mere social gathering. We didn't eat much at that, that night, I recall. We talked. He declined to attempt to recall exact statements made by him or others, including Omar, saying that wouldn't be fair, but here's his summary. Over the course of about two hours, we shared with her our concerns for things, including language that has references and meanings beyond just the meanings of words. Tropes, dog whistles, call them what you will. We explained to her how hurtful and factually inaccurate they were. Most of us came out of that conversation very troubled by the answers we received. 
I was not convinced she was going to give a balanced approach to policy in the Middle East, and I was not convinced with her heart, where her heart is on these things. So again, Ron Latz, DFLer, okay, still came away from that meeting deeply troubled. And his troubles were uh, completely justified in some of the things Elhan Omar said just this past week. So it's clear she hasn't learned anything. And, it's, and it also seems pretty obvious that the apology she put out was more of apologizing for getting caught rather than being deeply sorry in her heart. And again, it would be, be irresponsible for me to try to, to interpret what's in somebody's heart. But given the way she phrased the apology and given how she's reacted to follow-up questions about it, um, yeah, kind of indicates to me that she's not real sincere. And again, don't take my word for it. There are prominent Jewish writers on both sides of the political spectrum that are analyzing these comments, and I got to tell you, their word carries more gravitas and credibility on this than mine or anybody else's. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Some people say all good things must come to an end, but not standard heating and air conditioning. That's why they're extending their anniversary sale and making it even bigger and better. Now through the end of February, you can save an extra $500 on a new energy-efficient furnace and AC or boiler. That brings the grand total of savings to nearly $2,500. That's right, save nearly $2,500 on a new furnace and AC or boiler. That doesn't even include all the money in utility bills. These new efficient units will also save you. No wonder close to half a million of your fellow Minnesotans have also trusted standard heating since 1930. So while the comfort and savings will go on for years, this anniversary sale wraps up on February 28th. Don't wait. Learn more about saving up to nearly $2,500 on a new furnace and AC or boiler today at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard heating and air conditioning. Comfort you deserve. 
I'm a trained lawyer, I went to law school, and I have found that has actually been a disadvantage. My name is Alan, I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-hour class, I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough, and nothing could be further from the truth. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And by the way, are you a fan of the Freedom Fan Club? Well, if not, why not? I'm here to tell you about it. The AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Fan Club is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Go to am twelve eighty, the patriotcom Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content prizes and more and don't forget the february book of the month it's called obstruction of justice how the deep state risked national security to protect the democrats is a book by luke rojak that's an opportunity for you to win a copy of the book just become a, a fan of the uh, fan club or by going to am 1280 com. again click on fan club and sign up today uh, i've left off last segment talking about the scrutiny over representative ilhan omar's comments and what some Jew- prominent Jewish leaders and commentators are calling just flat-out anti-Semitism and how her attitude towards uh, these particular, if you want to call as Ron Latt said, if you want to call them dog whistles, tropes, whatever, is becoming a very disturbing trend. And there's already talk that uh, the establishment Democrats look to maybe primary her in uh, in 2020. Now, uh, I think if Minneapolis alone is so far left progressive that even if the Democrats are split in that district, Omar would probably prevail in any primary, and she sure as heck isn't going to lose in a general election. So I, that seems like a non-starter, but hey, I'm all for it, if for nothing else, something to talk about on the radio show and for sheer entertainment value. But the one thing that kind of fits in with this this Omar flap is the fact that it's never the substance of her comments that get a fair shake. I mean, yeah, she comes out, she issues the apology, and when there's continual follow-up on it, okay, she she's taken aback, like, you know, how dare you question me? You know, and, and a lot of these freshman Democrats are learning the hard way that they aren't going to necessarily get the pass. Uh, they aren't necessarily going to get a pass as maybe some of their the, the v- prominent veterans. Okay, I mean the media certainly isn't as as brutal on them as they might be on on some Republicans or conservatives. That's for sure. But freshmen like you know Rashida Tlaib and and Ilhan Omar, and you can throw Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in there. 
when their response to some of this criticism, it's downright Trumpian, okay, because they, they lash out at the media when they get questioned. And this is something that you see often. It's almost, it's almost beyond parody. You know, I mean, conservatives on Twitter especially mock this when when a uh, when a progressive is criticized for something they do or say. You know, conservatives always joke about, it, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Enough of the pouncing on there," because the headline in a lot of periodicals and newspapers and what have you is Republicans pounce on Democrats doing this, that, or the other thing, and and that becomes the story. So when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and other prominent Democrats come out and author this Green New Deal which is so far out there that it's not even feasible. And when Nancy Pelosi calls it a dream, okay, Nancy Pelosi isn't exactly in a, a, uh, a moderate Democrat herself, okay? When she basically calls it a pipe dream, you know it's going nowhere. And when certain parts of it are called out, it's like, okay, this is legislation that you're wanting to a- a- at least have a conversation about. Okay, well, there's this excerpt in there that says the government should provide assistance to those who are unable or unwilling to work. Now, the unable to work, not as many people have a problem with. There's there's a safety net already in place for people unable to work. If you want to argue whether it's being funded well enough or not, that's another argument for another day. But unwilling to work? Unwilling to work? This made a draft of the bill. And so when Republicans were asking about that, say, yo, AOC, um, what's this What's with this unwilling to work? Why should we support people who are able-bodied but yet don't want to work? That doesn't make sense. And, of course, she says, well, you know, that's just uh, that that was never in there. Well, yeah, it was. It was in your frequently asked questions, your FAQ section on your website. Oh, well, uh, well, well, that that wasn't put in there by someone official within my my, uh, uh, staff. Well, yeah, it was. Here's, Here's evidence of who actually updated this. And, yes, that's the name of a member of your staff. Like, why are you Republicans uh, obsessing about this stuff? Okay? I mean, that that's what's so infuriating, is that becomes the story, is, oh, Republicans are pouncing. And uh, Ben Shapiro wrote about this very thing at the, uh, at the Daily Signal. Uh, in the past few weeks, prominent Democrats have endorsed infanticide, admitted to dressing in blackface, called for an end to fossil fuels, airplanes, and farting cows, and trafficked in open anti-Semitism. None of this is a serious problem for many in the media. For members of the media, the real story is that Republicans keep pouncing. Two weeks ago, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam stated in an interview that he favors legislation that would allow a woman to abort a baby at the point of dilation, and then added that in certain cases in which a baby would be born alive, that the baby would be kept, quote-unquote, comfortable, while parents and doctors decide what to do with it. This seems rather radical. Here was the Washington Post's take, as said in a headline. Republicans seize on liberal positions to paint Democrats as radical. The positions you see are actually mainstream. It's just that Republicans seized on them and painted them as radical. The week, uh, the following week, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez released a Green New Deal backgrounder and FAQ on her website. And her staff sent the six-page document to a variety of media outlets. The document happens to be fully insane. It calls for America to be carbon emissions free within 10 years without use of nuclear power. It suggests that every building in the country be either replaced or retrofitted. It calls for universal health care, free college education, replacement of airplanes with high-speed trains. 
Oh, high-speed trains, which far left California after spending billions upon billions of dollars trying to get put forth, finally got scuttled. Yeah, one of those. Uh, Replacement of every combustion engine vehicle. Government-provided jobs. Abolition of, this was an honest phrase in there, farting cows. And best of all, total economic security for anyone unwilling to work. The proposal is so farcical that even Democrats ran from it screaming. AOC took it down from her website and then deployed campaign aides to state that the document was, quote-unquote, accidentally released as an early draft. Unsurprisingly, no revised draft has been posted. Here is the New York Times headline. Ocasio-Cortez team flubs a Green New Deal summary and Republicans pounce. The, this week, Representative Ilhan Omar, a Democrat out of Minnesota, who we just talked about, engaged in open anti-Semitism, suggesting that American support for Israel is all about the Benjamins, and then doubling down on that comment by blaming the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee for America's pro-Zionist attitude. This follows years of overtly anti-Semitic content from Omar, as well as from Representative Rashida Tlaib, who suggested back in January that Americans who, like Israel, suffer from dual loyalty and forget which country they represent. Politico tweeted, The Republican Party has a new trio of Democratic villains, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Stunning. Stunning, but not surprising. And here's the thing. When these statements are made, why why can't there be any clarification? It doesn't necessarily have to be confrontational. In fact, this Green New Deal, as Ben Shapiro noted, was such a farce that reading it, it's like, my God, this is like kids when they present this Christmas list, how they want a, a pony and a stable and all this other stuff, knowing full well it's not what they're going to get. And then it has to be scaled back. Well, when you're asked for clarification on this stuff, it's not necessarily being confrontational. It's just like, okay, this Green New Deal is so unbelievable. Here, I, I've got some follow-up clarifications. And then you're accused of obsessing over these people. Well, no, we're asking for clarifications. We're asking for transparency. Didn't you people run on transparency in 2018? Uh, it, I, it, it's stupefying to me. This is, this is part of the deal. If you're a public official and you're going to make laws and go about legislating, okay, you're going to get questions from the media. You're going to get questions from constituents. And you better be prepared to answer those. This isn't pouncing. This is transparency, what you said you're running on in 2018. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter using hashtag NarnShow. It is me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text GRANT. To 79645. That's G R A N T to 79645. 
Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text GRANT to 79645. That's G-R-A-N-T to 79645. This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand With Israel tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Buy four windows and get the fifth window free now from New Windows for America. Replacement windows can eliminate up to 40% of your home's heat loss and chop hundreds of dollars off your utility bills. And don't worry about freezing while they do the work. New Windows for America installs one window at a time, and it's only open for 10 to 15 minutes. Most homes are completed in a day, and then you can enjoy the rest of the winter with warm, draft-free windows. They have a staggering selection of styles and designs to give your home a fresh, exciting look. Ask about their lifetime guarantee on parts, materials, and labor, including broken glass installation forever. Hundreds of Patriot listeners have trusted New Windows for America, and right now, buy four windows and get the fifth window free, plus 18 months no interest financing. Google New Windows for America today and check out all their home improvement products, including bathroom replacement. Savings end February 28th. New Windows for America. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Randy from Arby's here. You know, we give your computer problems the boot, but did you know we service business office computers and servers at your location? Arby's can also set up business networks and firewalls to protect your equipment at your business. We'll even move data and accounts for you. We'll focus on the technology so you can concentrate on your business. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back. I'm talking to the Patriot. I'm all right. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Mark from St. Louis Park weighed in. Uh, he indicates he belongs to a synagogue in St. Louis Park. He states that Ilhan Omar perfectly represents uh, her district. As in a community of white liberals, immigrants, etc. All view Israel as an apartheid state. Wow, that's scary. I appreciate the input, Mark. And thanks so much. Uh, oh, he also says that there's a social norm for leftists to view Israel as a, tyr- as a uh, tyrant state. Yeah. Also very scary. So uh, Mark's a regular caller here to the uh, broadcast. So good to hear from you, Mark. Thanks so much for weighing in. And hey, if you'd like to call and uh, chat with me on the air, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, I'll be honest. I have I had never heard of actor Jesse Smollett until the past couple of weeks, and I'm sure you've probably he's become a household name uh, for what had happened to him in uh, Chicago on January 29th. This is from a CNN story. Uh, Smollett told authorities he was attacked early January 29 by two men who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs. 
He said one attacker put a rope around his neck and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. The sources told CNN, however, that, yeah, this may not have happened as it was initially described. Now, let's go back. For those of you who may not be familiar with the story, uh, Jesse Smollett, he's an actor. Uh, he stars on the TV show Empire, which I have never seen one millisecond of. I have no idea what the show is about. Apparently, it's been on for about four or five years. Never have seen it. I, I just don't watch much TV. It's not. It has nothing to do with my taste in television programs or whatnot. There's very few series television shows I ever watch. In fact, this may be just kind of an aside, but... Uh, there was a kind of someone put out a tweet recently saying, hey, I've never seen an episode of the TV show Scrubs. He says, what are some of the most popular TV shows that you have never seen? And I put a whole laundry list of them, like uh, The Walking Dead, Lost, uh, This Is Us. Never seen any of those. And those are some of the, more, I guess, more popular TV shows in terms of ratings, but never seen a millisecond of them. And, of course, I put those out on Facebook, and people are like, oh, my God, you're missing out. Those are great shows. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I just I don't know. I just don't really take the time to watch a lot of TV except um, you know, watch something on Netflix or maybe watch something on NFL Network or MLB Network. It's how I roll. But So I'm just saying it's not that I'm boycotting this TV show because I think the concept looks dumb. I just never heard of it. Just not interested. That's all. Well, apparently this was a late – Late on this January 29th, Jesse Smollett apparently was walking across the street to a subway. And I watched the entire Good Morning America interview with Robin Roberts. And if you want to go to YouTube and do a search for it, it's about 15 minutes long where he goes in great detail about how this attack allegedly came down. And apparently two guys yelled Empire. And he normally, he says, well, I normally don't respond to Empire. And then they called him Empire F-word. And it's the F-word that's the slur for a gay person. And then they called him Empire N-Word, which, of course, is a slur for a black person. And then he said he was attacked. He was kicked in the back. And then someone poured bleach on him, and they put a rope around his neck. And it was described as kind of a modern-day lynching, you know, because Jesse Smollett, in addition to being a gay man, obviously a black man, hence those slurs that they directed towards him. So this was... Uh, basically, this story was put out there, and you want to talk about pouncing. Leftists completely pounced on this story to beat over the head, to beat Trump supporters over the head, because anybody who supported Donald Trump, by extension, is holding up a racist individual, because, of course, Trump is a racist and and all these other things, and he's anti-gay, anti-LGBT, even though Donald Trump is the first president in history to support same-sex marriage of, of any president. I mean, Barack Obama, when he first entered office, he wasn't a supporter of same-sex marriage. He only evolved on the position as he was entering into his second term. But, but President Trump, from day one, he assumed office, the only president to support same-sex marriage. Now, I get it. Same-sex marriage is not the only issue that the LGBT community endures. I get that, all right? I'm just throwing that out there as an example that the anti-LGBT uh, Levy toward Trump really doesn't have a lot of legs, but people are going to go with that narrative. So when this happened, I mean, you want to talk about pouncing. Here, here's some of the reaction to this. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There's no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. 
It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Because given, apparently, these guys, according to Jesse Smollett, they also yelled MAGA. Because Jesse Smollett allegedly also received a letter and it cited MAGA and was a, it looked like a classic ransom letter where people were cutting letters out of a magazine and posting a message that way. And then they would put a, a drawing on there of a man being shot at and a man being hung. Okay. And then this, this attack happened. And apparently these guys yelled MAGA. So, of course, put two and two together, you know, they must be Trump supporters. Then uh, Rashida Tlaib, congresswoman out of Michigan. When one of the most famous black and gay men in America is not safe, the message is clearer than it has ever been. The dangerous lies spewing from the right wing is killing and hurting our people. Thinking of you, Jesse Smollett, and my LGBTQ neighbors. Cory Booker, senator of New Jersey and now a 2020 presidential candidate. The vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. Then Joe Biden, probably going to run for president in 2020. He piled on. What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Okay, so those those are just a handful of quotes that were thrown out there. And then you had uh, Ellen Page, the uh, actress from the uh, who was most famously in the movie Juno. Very good movie, by the way. I I actually uh, endure, um, enjoy that movie. And if you haven't seen it, eh, it's worth your time. She was on Stephen Co- late night with Stephen Colbert and basically saying it's Mike Pence's attitude towards same sex marriage that he opposes same sex marriage that fosters this hate and therefore is a direct result of what happened to Jesse Smollett. Well, uh, the media, the national media, particularly CNN, MSNBC, they were dutifully doing their stenography, basically reprinting word for word Jesse Smollett's account as if it were the gospel. Of course, with any crime like this, all right, there's going to be a law enforcement investigation. So the Chicago Police Department was going to do their due diligence and try to find the perpetrators of this crime. And right away, there was already suspicion. It's just like, wait a minute, this just seems way too convenient. What are a couple of Trump supporters doing in Chicago during a polar vortex that late at night? And let's be honest, not to be stereotypical, but would Trump supporters watch the TV show Empire? Would they even know who this guy is? I mean, these were the questions that were being asked. And it's like, why would someone yell MAGA? Normally when Trump supporters who try to give off this guise of being pro-American, you know, they they yell, you know, this is America. You know, when they, when they particularly some of those on the alt-right that support Trump. Okay, this is America. You know, if you don't like the way we run things or get out. Or some of the alt-right, be, just by Jesse Smollett being a black person, wouldn't want him in this country. Okay, because their attitudes are undeniably racist. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But people who supported Trump because it was a vote against Hillary or people who supported Trump because, yeah, we need more border security in this country or people who supported Trump because, yeah, he 
put forth better Supreme Court nominees than would Hillary Clinton, these people were being lumped in to this group. Well, you support Trump. This is the kind of thing you stand for. Wait, what? No, no, not not true. So people were calling question this. And if you dare question the veracity of the story, well, that automatically made you a racist and a homophobe. Well, you know what? Kudos to the local Chicago media, the local Chicago, uh, affiliates in Chicago. They didn't buy this hook, line, and sinker. They actually did some investigation into the allegations of this crime and reported what they found. Wait a minute. That sounds like actual journalism. Actually doing investigation into allegations and reporting your findings instead of just being a transcript service? That sounds like real journalism to me. So kudos to the local Chicago affiliates who did actual journalism and CNN uh, breaking news came out with this uh, last evening. Uh, two law enforcement sources with knowledge of the investigation tell CNN that Chicago police believe actor Jesse Smollett paid two men to orchestrate an assault on him that he reported late last month. Smollett denies playing a role in his attack, according to a statement from his attorneys. The men, who are brothers, were arrested Wednesday but released without charges Friday after Chicago police cited the discovery of new evidence. The sources told CNN the two men are now cooperating fully with law enforcement. Uh, Smollett's attorneys said they expect further updates from Chicago police on the investigation and will continue cooperating with authorities. At the present time, Jussie and his attorneys have no inclination to respond to unnamed sources inside of the investigation, but will continue discussions through official channels. The statement read, Smollett identifies as gay and since 2015 has played the gay character of Jamal on the Fox TV drama Empire. According to Chicago police spokesman Anthony Guglielmi, the actor told detectives he was attacked by two men near the lower entrance of the Lowe's Hotel in Chicago or Laves Hotel in Chicago, I should say. Police were told that the two men yelled Empire, F-word, gay slur, and Empire, N-word, black slur, while striking him. In a supplemental interview with authorities, Smollett confirmed reports that one of the attackers also shouted, this is mega country, a reference to President Donald Trump's Make America Great Again campaign slogan. The day after the incident, police released surveillance images that showed two silhouetted individuals walking down a sidewalk, and police said they were wanted for questioning. The two men were arrested Wednesday. Police on Friday said the men were being viewed as potential suspects and that defectives, detectives had probable cause that they may have been involved in an alleged crime. But by Friday night, they had been released, uh, Guglielmi said, due to new evidence as a result of today's investigations. And detectives have additional investigative work to complete, he added. One of the men has appeared on Empire, Guglielmi said. A police source told CNN on Friday night that the men had a previous affiliation with Smollett, but did not provide additional details. Well, one account I read, whereas apparently one of these guys was actually Smollett's personal trainer. So he and his brother are alleging that not only was Smollett in on this, but they actually rehearsed it beforehand. And they... They even provided the location of where they bought the items, specifically the rope to act like they to wrap around Smollett's neck, as well as the bleach and red caps. Okay, because obviously red red uh, caps today are associated with the MAGA caps. Now these were blank; they didn't say "Make America Great Again" on them, 
But that was the idea behind this. And this was just so outlandish. You know, Mitch and I, my my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, we were talking about this before the show. This is why actors make horrible directors. Okay, they know how to carry out dialogue and carry out a script. But as far as actually putting together script and writing it, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. So we will continue following the story closely. For now, Smollett claims he's just shocked, shocked that somebody he knows might have carried out this particular crime. So we'll definitely keep an eye on this. That is for certain. One final segment coming up on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM1280 The Patriot with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. One final segment coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star 11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call... But the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for Townhall.com. Perhaps you've heard about the Green New Deal. It's freshman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's revolutionary scheme to reinvent the American economy. She calls it the Great Society, the Moonshot, the Civil Rights Movement of our generation. But look deeper and you'll see different colors, the blue of progressivism and mostly the red of government spending and debt. The proposal calls for a breathtaking $90 billion in green initiatives. Even mainstream Democrats are hesitant about this sweeping effort to re- invent the economy and eliminate income inequality, but media darling Ocasio-Cortez will make it front and center. The first New Deal turns out not to have solved the Great Depression as we once thought. We hardly need a new one. Is it green? Yes. Is it utopian? Yes. But mostly it's the same old liberal blue of government spending and the red of more debt. I'm David Davenport.
the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, just a couple final things on the Jesse Smollett uh, kerfuffle, saga, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if indeed he did uh, perpetrate the story, set this up, excuse me, and uh, went on Good Morning America and th- went through this elaborate interview where he even teared up and was emotional and and came off as indignant and virtue signaling. Uh, if indeed that this was a hoax and he paid these guys to carry out this attack to make him look like a victim of a hate crime, uh, I, I'm not going to be all that interested in piling on him and and ripping to shreds his character or anything like that because it's very obvious that there's something not quite right with this young man if he feels the need to perpetrate a hoax like this, if indeed it's a hoax. Now, again, if these two guys that carried out this attack did it on their own and knew about Jussie Smollett's routine or knew, at least knew where he was staying and then lied and wait for him to come out and carried out this attack, okay, um, you know, then they have to answer for that and need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But now Jesse Smollett is saying, wait a minute, th- these are it's two guys I actually know. How horrifying. Well, Jesse Smollett is staying at a hotel. How could these guys have known that randomly he would be hungry late at night and want to go grab something to eat? Unless they were following him from, I guess he had just flown in from somewhere and they were following him from the airport and just waited outside in the event he would walk outside late at night. You know, again, so even that part doesn't really add up. But let's just say that it happened where these two guys just did this on his own because they had some sort of dispute with him. All right. Because they there was a relationship, apparently, like I say, one of these brothers was a personal trainer to Smollett. I, I read that account somewhere. Maybe he wasn't he he felt Smollett didn't pay him what he felt was owed to him for services rendered. I don't know. Just just throwing it out there. They know, that's one thing. But if, if Smollett did pay these guys to orchestrate this and then go out in the media and tell this tale of woe, um he's obviously pretty damaged. Okay. And again, I it may be irresponsible for me to say that because I'm no mental health professional, so I shouldn't be making those assertions. But let's be honest, that's not normal behavior, if indeed that's what happened. I think we can all agree upon that, right? So and again, if this in in I guarantee you, I guarantee you this, a lot of those people who I quoted earlier, you know, whether it be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Booker, Joe Biden, just to name a few, there were also many celebrities that were standing in Jesse Smollett's corner, including actress Ellen Page, gave a tear-filled soliloquy on, on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last week. I guarantee someone of that ilk will come out and say, well, you know, uh, even though this was a hoax, it's important to get this message out there because of what people of color and people of a different sexual orientation are enduring. 
So it's still important to get that message out there, even if it was a hoax. I bet you, I, I guarantee you, somebody will have the guts to make a justification like that. Remember, it's the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's better to be morally right than factually right. That's kind of the new standard we're going with now, isn't it? I mean, isn't, isn't that kind of the new standard? So just just keep an eye out on it. But again, we'll follow up on this story if there is something new, which there has to be a resolution one way or the other. Either Smollett paid these guys to carry out this attack, like is is being alleged, or they're, they're, they're just uh, flat out lying about it. So... Uh, we do have a caller. Uh, is, there, is that caller on the, on the on the line right now, Andrew? No? Okay. Uh, talked about a friend who converted from Islam to Christianity. Uh, their converted friend had said messages of hatred of America's young man and the advocation for an ideological preparation for uh, militant training and ISIS recruiting uh, what, at the Cedar Riverside District. Okay. We've heard a lot of allegations about this. Uh, I, you know, again... These are a lot of uh, salacious allegations. Who's to say uh, if those are true? But we appreciate the caller. If anybody wants to um, call in and talk in the air, well, we only got a minute, a minute left, so we can't do it this week, but uh, feel free to do so in the future. But I uh, don't really want to uh, uh, address that. So uh, that's about it. About a minute to go in the broadcast. We'll, we'll definitely keep uh, tabs on a lot of these stories You know, as they, as they unfold this week. Will Ilhan Omar... Have another bad week. Like I say, that's kind of been an evergreen segment that I've had <laughs> for the past few weeks that Omar, Ilhan Omar has had a bad week. Uh, Jesse Smollett, will that case finally um, be put to rest? It kind of reminds me of the gay pastor who went to a, a grocery store and said that somebody put on his cake, love wins, and then the, the homophobic slur that rhymes with bag. And then it turned out the pastor cop to it. Yeah, Whole Foods, they... They didn't do anything wrong. It was it wasn't them. Okay, it kind of sounds very similar to this. So, like I said, we'll wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Time. Open all the doors and... If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 a month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard, you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Minnesota National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. I'm Ryan Berry. I have two kids in Heritage, one going into seventh grade and one going into first grade. The benefits are relationships and Christ-centered teaching. Those are the biggest benefits I see. The smaller class sizes are beneficial for my children. They get more hands-on. They get more individual teaching, not distracted by as many students in, in the class. What's important to me is the families. It's a community, very close-knit, tight, 
God-centered. That's what really keeps this thing together, and it's under the blessing of uh, Jesus and God that we continue. I chose Heritage for my children because my wife and I both went there. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, encountering Jesus Christ. Heritage Christian Academy of Maple Grove serves students from 3-year-olds to 12th grade. For more information on Heritage Christian Academy, visit heritageweb.org. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. INeedMoreHair.com Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.